welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, or how to stop your mother falling out of your mouth. This week's episode is brought to you by SurePlan Financial. SurePlan Financial advise business owners and employees on all aspects of their financial planning, from protecting your income to helping you with savings and investment goals such as saving for your children's education or achieving your dream retirement. Plus, and they haven't told me to say this, but it is run by women, which personally I find a lot less intimidating than men in suits. Just saying. For more information or to book a free initial consultation, visit sureplan.ie. Sureplan Financial Limited, trading as Sureplan Financial, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Always wanted to say that. Hello, I'm Bethan O'Reardon. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a mum of three and it was the becoming a mum of three bit that took me on the wildest ride. I run the Camp Parenting Club and I am the author of the self-care planner, How to Live a Balanced Life. Hello, I'm Steph McSherry. I'm a mum of two. I'm the creator of Kinderama, which is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. I've been working with that age group for 20 years. If you like this podcast, which hopefully by this stage you do, (laughs) please leave us a little review or click on the stars and make sure you follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on, because that just helps us make more amazing free content for you. Absolutely. So Steph has big news again. Oh, do I? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Every week we're starting with a curveball. This isn't fair. Yeah. I go to bed on a Thursday night thinking, what will I ask Steph tomorrow <laughs> that she doesn't know I'm going to ask her? Could be anything. <laughs> Could be anything. Um, so Steph has been nominated for an award. And so have you. You keep, you've managed to kind of do this and make sure make sure that I'm the one going what? But you have too. So uh, this is the Network Court Business Awards, something like that. Um, so uh, Business Woman of the Year Awards. That's what it is. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I said to my husband, I'm going to ask Steph about it, and he said, But is that just because you want her to ask you about it? <laughs> so I'm in the creative professional category, and you are in the what's your category? Um, you don't know Steph there's no trick questions on a Friday I think it's emerging business and and yeah I mean part of me feels a little bit uncomfortable about it I think with all of these things you do because it feels like you're going look at me (laughs) yeah but you see I'm on a real mission to spread the word about the Cam Parenting Club because I want all parents to know that whatever is going on, or if there is nothing going on, everybody needs to be in an environment where they're learning more. I I mean, like my therapy practice is out the door. I've got wait lists literally as long as my arm. And a lot of the stuff that parents are going through can be prevented, you know? I can hear a little noise. I do apologize for anyone that can hear that. (laughs) There is a carpenter downstairs sawing up a bit of work surface in the kitchen, you know. It's all right. You know, you're it's allowed real to have life. a life, Steph. You're allowed real, to have a real life. Real life, real life. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I'm like the Calm Parenting Club has nothing to do with me, but I kind of feel like I've been on the journey with you because I came yeah. back in the day before there was a club, I came on a Calm Parenting course. There was yes. a little course and there were three or four of us in your tiny little room. And we used to have no. tea and acupuncture. It was lovely. Those were the days. And you oh, see, I don't, I people always ask me, will you do a parenting course? And I say, I mean, on one level, I could bang out a course, not a problem, but it's not the information that people need. Sometimes it is, but it's the support. But it's also that it, 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 I feel like what I learned on that course was great for the kids at that time. 
but it's ever evolving, right? Yeah. And, so and then before, the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like even the podcast every week, and I know it's our podcast, but I, you know, last week I was, there were a couple of gems that I took away from it going, God, like if only I'd known that before, but that's great. I know that now and now I can do things differently. And yeah. I think, you know, the kids change every week. So we have to keep changing. Yeah, I think so. And so, yeah, onwards and upwards. We won't drink too much. I won't actually drink anything. at the I'm not drinking night. anything either. I'm driving that night. So I, could, I, I mean, there was a time once at a, yeah. <laughs> at a staff Christmas night out oh. where oh. I stood on a chair to take a picture of everybody in the charity I worked oh, no. for. Go on. And, and I leant back thinking there was a wall behind <gasps> me. And you but fell it off? Was, it, well worse than that uh, it was a um oh god what are the windows called the a bay window but it had a curtain over the front so I literally just fell through this curtain and the CEO of the charity came up to me and he was crying I mean there was nobody could breathe because I just disappeared through this curtain <laughs> and I wasn't even drunk by then either <laughs> yeah let's not case, do that at the awards there's a lot just of in case I fall there. through a curtain yeah right come on Can okay. my friend my friend Caroline of the double bed fame oh, from yes. our sleep episode <laughs> is taking me out for breakfast today Ooh, so. lovely Oh, no, I know. It's so you're basically said, saying get on with it, right? <laughs> well, you know, you know me. So um, our topic today. Yeah, so a parent got in touch and said, what is this regulation that you speak about? And that was exactly it. And I never try and fluff things up and make things real, real pretty um, because that's not how we talk. So let's start there. What is this regulation you speak about? Yeah, so we talk about regulation for ourselves and we talk about regulation for the kids. So yeah. go on, what would you call a definition of regulation? Oh, God, would well, you know yeah. what, right? So one part of me was like, should I Google this? Because, you know, and then I thought, no, no, Bethan, don't do that. You are not that therapist that waxes lyrical from books. You are that therapist that's very real and helps people you know deal with whatever's going on so for me emotional regulation is this we have a system inside of us I think of it like a computer system right okay. and it's a set of coding we have inside of us that makes us respond to situations now we are oh, all okay. wired we are all wired to go to worst case scenario first it's what keeps us alive you know if you think of um like a little toddler I always think of this time I was in Germany with my friend pre-kids and I saw this little toddler we were walking by a lake and my friend was chatting to her dad and this toddler just walked off and was about to drop face first into the lake so Children from a very young age do not have this, but then we start to develop it. We have a system like I don't walk out in front of buses, not because I have to think, will I, won't I? Because my body and my senses are scanning the environment and telling me how to behave. OK, so our emotional regulation system from an evolutionary perspective is designed to keep us alive. Now, many problems come with this in that it doesn't know when to dial itself down. So we always will go to worst case scenario. And for parents listening, I want to think of the times when you totally overreact to something, the times that you shout when you could have just done something else. Um, so that is an example of our regulation system um, going off track. So 
as a therapist and a mom and as a person, a person in my own right, I often think of my regulation system as this, like, is different apps inside of me. So which, which app do I want to switch on that will help me best deal with a situation, knowing that my body and my brain are going to go worst case scenario, first of all? That's your, and you mean like the, almost like the fight or flight response. It's almost like a, that's your default. Yeah. So there's fight, flight and freeze as well. Okay. That's the, that's the other thing to say. Uh, we were at my daughter's dance show during the week went on forever yeah, but <laughs> you know like, oh my god it was like a marathon you know yes. I felt like I felt like I should send the dad to send me a Christmas card I got to know him <laughs> that well you know um but I saw some kids on stage and they couldn't move I saw some kids come on stage and they ran off the stage mm -hmm. so it's all these examples of our senses switch on and tell us how to react before we've had time to think about it so the, the important thing that you said at the beginning as well was like a four-year-old or three-year-old or two-year-old, they don't have this. They don't have that regulation. So that's yeah. why their emotions are just woo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the role of the parent. So a lot of the time, I mean, this is the work we do in the Camp Parenting Club, basically. The work of a parent is to prepare yourself so you can take on your child's emotions and regulate them. People say to me, how old is a child when they regulate their emotions? I say, well, how old were you when you learned to regulate your emotions? Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So parents, you have to know that it doesn't matter what worksheets you do with your child. It doesn't matter what therapies you do with your child. It doesn't matter what books you read with them. It's how you react and respond to them that is the regulation piece. And when we say kind of what is regulation I'm assuming it's individual to 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 you because how do you keep yourself in a calm and ready place without going into that I told you why yeah. you know so it's whatever you need to do to keep yourself in that space so that you're able to handle those emotions of your child who can't actually regulate themselves yeah absolutely and then of course your inner computer system your inner apps are designed through your DNA and through uh, the environment which you grew up in. Mm. So your emotional regulation system is based upon what you learned from your parents, which is what they learned from their parents. And now we're kind of veering into this intergenerational trauma piece, which is like, you know, how we deal with a situation literally gets passed through the generations. I mean, there's a great study done. Oh, this is where I'm going to remember none of the facts. I'll summarize it. <laughs> Just you give might, us a general synopsis. I need to edit this bit out, Steph. Um, so there's a study done on families in Sweden who survived the famine that they had over there. I, okay. I imagine there's something similar done here. I just don't know about it. And it tests their DNA and their DNA means that they're more likely to respond in different ways to things because yes. they have like an inbuilt system that's come through their lineage of survival. Well, and I've heard that said about um, Irish survivors of the famine and that's why alcoholism is so prevalent in Irish culture because that was the way that the next generation dealt with that trauma that they didn't even know what it was. Yeah, it's just a sensation in the body. Yeah. Right. And 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 this is 
yeah, this is complicated yeah, stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and, and you see, realistically, and this is why this is why all parents need to be in the Calm Parenting Club, even just for a smidge. You know, it's not like you have to stay forever because every parent will be responding to their children from their parenting default mode. And say, I think of my mom and dad, they were raised in the 50s. <laughs> I took my dog, I took my daughter and my dog and some of her friends. I almost got that mixed up then to this like dog show. And I was telling my mom, there was like a best dressed dog, dog that looked like their owner. And my mom just went, I remember rushing Bethan. <laughs> 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 just, just of, of like the ridiculousness of the yeah. world, you know. Yeah. But it was, but it was also good fun. So, but I'm imagining like my mom, someone who remembers rationing, mm -hmm. and how that impacted how she taught us about food, yeah. right? And so, and then her mom before that lived in a tent because she was so poor. They had a cauldron in the middle of their tent that fed my nana, her sister, her mom and dad, and the grandparents. Yeah. So how does how does that impact us all? Yeah, and I'll I'll give you some examples of the same. So my dad was adopted when he was two. So he was in a children's home that whole time. And then he was adopted by well, they were actually much older than they led the authorities to believe. They actually faked their birth certs, which made me laugh, or the, the mother did. So wow. she was much older. She was in her 40s when she adopted him. So, and again, quite serious people. And he completely rebelled against that. And my mum, who was also a, a, a post-war baby, was brought up in, in a culture where divorce just wasn't acceptable. So she had a very violent first marriage that her mother knew about and couldn't cope with the shame of the divorce and said, well, you, you made your bed, you're going to have to lie in it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's big stuff. And they, they lived that and then tried to rear us. Yeah. And then when you think about, you know, I think about the way that I'm raising my children and I'm so proud of it. My gosh, I can honestly say, like, I just relish every day when I'm like wow I get to be this person I get to be this person who can help my children be themselves not about being the best or anything like that mm. and so it means that when they come off a pitch and they haven't done great I don't start shouting at them I don't tell them what they could have done differently you know, in yeah. the situations where they have made a, a gigantic error, you know, there's, there's no way to fluff these things up. I don't punish them or scold them or beat them. Or I know that my relationship with them can sustain helping them through it. And do you, do you say things like, you know, God, that was a really, yeah, I can see that was a tough match for you. And are you empathizing? Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it just depends. I can empathize without saying anything. Secret yeah. superpower, you know, Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's I all about that. like, you know, sometimes they come, you know, I remember one of my kids used to get really, really, really upset and really critical after a match that they lost. And this week that child got in the car they got annihilated on the pitch. Nothing was said. And after 30 seconds, we were laughing away about something else. And then maybe an hour later, I just said, tough game. Tough yeah. game. Did your legs, were your legs tired? And the child went, yeah, really tired. Yeah. And that's it. And other kids, you could hear, I could hear the screams from outside the car. And this isn't blaming those parents. It's just that they haven't yet learned how to reparent themselves. 
and they haven't yet learned that shouting at someone isn't going to be the thing um that helps them change and i think that's the that's the key bit right so this is the epitome of what the tagline of this podcast is how to stop your mother falling out of your mouth because i think when we behave that way when we shout when we see the fallout of that that's when we start to go oh this doesn't feel nice for me this obviously doesn't feel nice for the kids what can we do differently and that's the key to what we're talking about today this what is regulation so yeah. we often talk about looking after ourselves first you know, if, if you're not rested, if you're not well fed, if you're not, if you haven't got the space and time to mind yourself, you're not going to be able to absorb these tantrums, meltdowns, fallouts, whatever it is. Or like we were talking about last week, you know, when the, when your child starts saying things where you're like, oh, <gasps> yeah, it's great. <laughs> My son has just learned the F-bomb and that gets dropped a lot in this house. Amazing. And you're just like, but it, it's another thing that you have to really watch your reaction to it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's, you know, publicly, you know, if if your son tells you to F off, it's not going to go down well. Yeah. And you're trying to watch how you react to it, how you soak that up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, well, we are always the, you know, whenever, so I'm thinking when children are dysregulated, this is like a real buzzword at the minute. Mm. You know, they're, they're very dysregulated. And dysregulation is like, shouting punching screaming biting slamming bombing f bombing all the <laughs> stuff that lets you know that they are not okay so if you come in and punish them it makes them more not okay and it doesn't help them develop the skills or that coding system i was talking about or that app that internal app that lets them develop the skills to get out of that and i tell you my therapy practice is jammed to the gills with teenagers who haven't yet developed the skills of learning that there's other voices inside yes there's a critical voice yes there's a voice that says nasty things to me or makes me doubt you myself. mean inside your head yeah, yeah but there can also be a voice that's like well you were okay and I get it I get why life is hard for you you know and and that you know, parents, you always want to try and be that kind voice because your children internalize how you feel about them and the, the things you say to them. So don't expect your child to be able to manage their emotions, to not be able to throw their food, to do what you say. Your job is to help them come out of that app, that brain pattern to move into a helpful one. So and let's talk complex. about that in a practical sense right so let's use my son as an example you know he's f-bombing away i could go how dare you speak to me like that i'm your mum. that's so disrespectful blah blah but what am i doing then i'm not playing um, detective i'm not working out i've missed yeah. the point right i've missed the point i'm talking about the method he's trying to use to communicate to me that he's not okay i'm focusing yeah. on the wrong thing is, is yeah. that a fair description well, do you know what I was thinking when you were talking then? I was thinking, well, what kind of child do you want to raise? And this isn't directly at you. Yeah, no, I get it. Philosoph philosophical yeah, yeah. question for everyone listening, you know, which is why, you know, I created this kind of like workbook for want of a better word called the parent map. And it's something that people can do individually or with a partner or with the pa other parent, if there is one and say, well, and it kind of works backwards. What kind of adult am I trying to raise? What kind of teenager am I trying to raise? What are the situations 
I had a teenager come and talk to me this week. Honestly, they're so wise, these teenagers. They are like mind blowing. And she said, you know, my family gets into a pattern and they won't stop. So what are the patterns that you and your family get into? Is it over the socks? Is it over not picking clothes up? Is it over having to remind your kids to do their teeth? What are the things Mm. that you get stuck in a rut with? Because that is a red herring. That is an absolute red herring and you need to do something else. So like you said, when your kid is in that total dysregulation mode, they're letting you know they're not okay. And like, you know, when people come to me in the therapy room and say they're not okay, I don't stand over them and say, well, you've really embarrassed me now, haven't you? Yeah. You know, so you know, you can send your kid to me or you can become a parent who can offer something similar. So bringing it back to that example, right? your kids doing that if you go down the route of making them stop swearing and you have to speak respectfully to me what you're effectively doing is saying it's not okay that you're not okay and you have to quash that down and conform to the way i want you to behave because i have no interest in the what the why you are behaving like that yeah and then everything becomes conditional my love for you is conditional on how you behave you have to be a good boy Yeah. And the reality is, is that like, I don't behave good all the time. I mean, I give it a whirl, but I make mistakes. I drop things. I I, I say the wrong thing. I do the wrong thing. Oh, classic example. Yesterday, um, we were just, we were were just tired in our house. All of us were a lot of outside jobs yesterday. And um, my husband took my daughter off to dancing, which is a bit of an old trek, you know, and the boys have stuff on at the same time. My husband has his training. (laughs) <laughs> I got a call and I was like oh great I'm gonna watch him um, telly by myself and then I got a call from my daughter saying mom dancing isn't on today you didn't read the thing right <laughs> oh I love those moments <laughs> and this is after all day me going yeah of course dancing's on because you had your show the day before and it was on last time just, <laughs> I just didn't read it right I mean I don't know I know there's so many messages and stuff come through there is um but I, I mean, my husband didn't come home and reef me out of it. Yeah, well, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think he did say that, but he said it laughingly. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, everybody kind of jokes about it because we were like, well, that's that. But I'm, I'm imagining like a kid who forgets their sports something for school for the millionth time. Yeah. Right. Gum or, shield in our house. Yeah, gum shield. I feel like I could have like a secondhand gum shield shop just yeah. from the ones that are on the floor of my car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or the things that kids do that are really innocuous that they just haven't got the skills yet to do. I mean, apparently I haven't got the skills yet to know when dancing's on and I'm in my 40s. Mm. <laughs> so you know my husband came in and he he represented to me you're okay I know you well we've been married an awfully long time and I'm in for the ride and we have to do this with our kids because something else I see a lot and this is related to the regulation piece and I've been thinking about this a lot so I hope it comes out right is that as parents your role is to accept your child so that they can tolerate themselves because the world is full of people who cannot tolerate themselves who are self-critical, who go inwards and who have a dark voice inside that tells them they're not good enough. In short, this is confidence or happiness or something like that. Mm. So you have to accept your child. You know, 
you have to accept all the bits about them because they're totally perfect and don't send them to therapy to fix them because we're all a work in progress, you know, but if you can regulate them, if you can offer them the opposite of what they're going through, then you will help to dial down the amount of times that they go into that app, into that coding, how quickly it takes for them to get out of it. And you will have the relationship that you want to have. Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info. And just going back to our relationship with them, especially talking about kind of the traumatic childhoods that potentially our own parents had or the difficult relationships we still have perhaps with our parents. This is quite difficult territory then, isn't it? Like as in, you know, if you have a difficult relationship with your mother and as you've become a mother, you've realised how difficult that is and you feel your mother falling out of your mouth and you want mm -hmm. to change it. There's surely a piece there where you almost need to, not fix is the wrong word, but go inside and kind of rectify some of that. That just doesn't happen by the flick of a switch. Yeah, so in therapy, I would talk about that as taking responsibility. You oh, know, okay. like we're always trying to encourage kids to take responsibility, right? For the things they've done, the things they've said. So many times parents say to me, my child will not admit when they've done something wrong. You know, it's like my my dog stole a bit of chalk class this week and it was blue and she's white and she rubbed it all over her face. <laughs> and I said to her, Cookie, did you steal the chalk? And she was like, and just looked the other way from me. <laughs> and it just reminded me of the kids when they yeah. were younger, right? And, and, and you see, helping kids take responsibility isn't like, well, I'm taking your phone off you until you tell me that you've done it right. To helping someone take responsibility is saying, look, I imagine you feel terrible inside, but it's okay. We all do and say the wrong thing. So there is an element. Yeah, we. I mean, we have to take responsibility for what we're offering. Another example that's come to mind is um, about a family who... Oh, let me just get the facts right, man. So their daughter took a vape to school, to primary school, and was vaping away. I mean, whatever, you know. That kid just needs to know that that's, that's not the forum for vaping. But they got locked in their room. They got their phone taken away, the vape taken away. Da, 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 da. And all this does is because the parents went, they pushed the button, they went DEFCON level nine. And this just teaches the kid that they're bad. And they're wrong. So, so give me the, the what not what they should have done, because that's not what we're about, but like yeah. as in the alternative. Yeah, so a different way is to say, well, are you, is it that you're looking to impress people? Well, I mean, th there's being really factual, you know, you're, you're probably a bit young for vaping, <laughs> you know, into 12. And I'd be like, where'd you, I'd be like, where'd you get it from? That'd be my first question. <laughs> You know, where'd you get a vape? But I would also just really recognize that at that age. So this is the other thing about our regulation system is that we 
we all want to be in a tribe. It's like an innate part of being a human being because we all have this um, part of our coding, part of our computer system inside is that if you're on the outside, you're in danger. Mm. Right. And historically we were, I mean, we had to be in a, a gang to be able to, to grow foods, uh, you know, keep safe. Uh, the men kept safe. The, the, the women safe and all that kind of stuff, all in a tribe. Yeah. So the thought of being on the outside can be really tricky. And there's mm. so much stuff that goes on in a school environment that someone maybe would feel like they were on the outside. So of course you want to be cool yeah it's really funny I'm thinking like my, my youngest kid always says to the oldest you're just trying to be cool <laughs> oh yeah or he says it to me mom you're just trying to be cool yeah of course I am <laughs> of course I am why why wouldn't I be so um so you just know that whatever kids do they're always just trying to be accepted they just haven't learned they just don't have the problem solving skills like there's a great book if you're sitting there thinking I don't know any of this stuff Maybe I said this book last week, this book Brainstorm by Dan Seagal. You did. <laughs> it's, really, it's really good. But you see, like it explains all of this stuff, you know. how We must put it in the show notes, though, because I didn't last week. So Brainstorm by Dan Seagal. Is he okay. the one that did the whole brain child as well? Yeah, he's also the one that emailed me once, you know. Just, Just <laughs> was he spamming you? He was not spamming me, Steph. I did an amazing course with teachers about emotional about about all of this like about it was about resilience because that was the buzzword at the time and I knew mm. I'd never get accepted unless I spoke about resilience but I hate the word resilience so I um I was part of a therapist forum and I just put um, an email in saying look here's the post-match analysis and it was all about how teachers kids feed off how you feel right end of no pressure but that's a fact the same way kids feed off how we as their parents feel. So it was all about managing the stress of a teacher, stress of life. It's just all about that stuff and then helping children. And he responded to my email. He there said, this go. is this is great work. And I didn't reply because I was drinking cocktails in a bar in Dublin at the time. And my adult brain knew. I knew. Put the phone down, Bethany. Yeah, my, my problem-solving brain kicked in and I finished my mojito instead. So I was teaching a class yesterday. There ended up being 28 children in this class. How old were they? Oh, they're all under four. Oh. I knew I wasn't going to get 28 kids to do Kinterama all perfectly. You know, some were climbing on chairs, some were doing this and the other. It was crowd control. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was crowd control and... I could have gone down the route of there's a great meme going around the teacher community at the moment going it's your one Jennifer Coolidge that's in um she was Stifler's mom but she was also in oh. that uh, White Lotus series and it, she's a teacher and she's going listen listen everybody listen <laughs> I could have gone down that route it would have yes. got me nowhere yeah so I got very quiet I turned off the lights I got down on the floor and I stopped talking. Yeah. And I was still doing Kinderama, but they were all very intrigued because Steph had stopped talking. Or What were uh, you doing with your fingers then, Steph? Oh, there's my tickly fingers. So okay. in one of our warm-ups, we tickle different parts of our body. And oh. I was just doing it. And gradually, they were like bees to honey. They were all getting yeah. drawn in. And that's I also had... the tribe thing as well. But I'd you done know, something that's a different. Example. I yes. had done something different. They were probably quite used to being, yes, stop talking you know, whatever goes on normally I did something different 
the lights out had intrigued them me being on the floor me not talking some other kids copying me oh and like you said the tribe response oh i i better copy too yeah you, you know that and that's it in teacher mode that's quite hard to do is mum mode because your your brain is somewhere else well I had I mean I I feel like today has been five star for me I managed to dye my eyebrows <laughs> dress dress all fancy for going out with Caroline and um but this morning I woke up at half six last night we had our Q&A with our play therapist in the camp parenting club so that finished at nine and what I like to do is I like to edit it and upload it into the app that evening while everything is fresh yeah so I can I can do like a little summary I do the timings of everyone's questions so if you've not got much time you know to hop on at minute 14 listen for yeah. five you'll get your answer and so I didn't finish that until maybe 20 past 10 because my yeah. internet was like like a toddler and did its own thing and then I had to watch a bit of succession because I'm mad into succession and I love Siobhan the Shiv I love her clothes I just she's my girl crush at the minute so I woke up at half six this morning and I didn't feel right I knew that I didn't get enough sleep I'm never really on technology after maybe six or seven so I had that real wired brain and I actually woke up feeling a bit wired so I came down got my old pal Cookie the dog and I had a cuddle Mm. And that for me is real regulation stuff. I also bought myself a giant mermicorn a few years ago, which is oh, I remember a, this thing. A, a mermaid me. It's, it's a unicorn, what? and it's one of those squishies. It's one see, one scene never forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it's enormous too. It's big. It's, it is gigantic, and I love it. I came straight out of a therapy session and went and bought it, yeah. and and so I lay down on that. It's so squishy. I had a cup of tea. I listened to a recording of a meditation. So this is all you regulating yourself me prepare this just me preparing myself for the kids waking up okay then the kids woke up and after about 45 minutes I just noticed that noises were very loud my my poor husband yeah your mouse hearing my mouse hearing he he took you know the um the basket that keeps the cutlery in and he shook that to dry it and I just looked at him (laughs) and I just thought (sighs) Beth and what are you going to do and say now and so I said I'm just going to sit in a different room and I went into a different room with my cup of tea and I listened to this beautiful sound healing that I love with this woman singing and then everyone came and joined me in this room because you know like you lying on the floor but but I was okay by then okay you know and then then I did my eyebrows now I'm talking to you I'm off for lunch with Caroline loads of things that will nurture me and make so me feel this good. is all about your regulation to be able to handle the kids' bigs, big, bigs emotions, big bigs emotions, emotions that totes emote. They can't handle themselves. They're not going to be able to regulate themselves. So we need to be able to absorb it for them and not yeah. fix it, not quieten it down, not make it go away, but be yeah. with them in it. Yeah, absolutely. And know that your child's regulate how your child deals with stuff is exactly the same as how you deal with stuff. Because mm. they are two things. They are your DNA and they are the environment which you're providing for them. So do not expect your child to be able to do things differently from the way you present them. Yeah, do as I say and not as I do doesn't work. 
Oh, look, but you have to think about that. I did. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, Steph, that expression really confuses me. And I was like, um... But it's like you doing, you know, you behaving one way and then saying to your kids, behave a different way. It's never going to work that way. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is where I think everyone needs support. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because even with the best intentions of doing something different to our parents, the default falls out every now and then and that's yeah. what we're trying to catch yeah I had a classic one yesterday morning I came downstairs and I said something to one of my I literally came down I was all like half asleep oh at this after this marathon dance show didn't get enough sleep oh that's two nights I haven't had enough sleep right and I'll be in bed by half seven tonight and then the kid said something to me and something literally fell out of my mouth mm. And the child looked at me and just went off to their bedroom. And I, but then I woke up and I thought, what am I doing? Why did I say that? So the child came down and I said, oh my God, I'm sorry about that. That was a bit mean, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah. And then it was fine. Then we had an odd sing song, yeah. you know? So it's not like that we have to be, you're human. Yeah. Right? yeah. Ki- kids need to see the humanness because actually if you don't offer them the humanness, then things get very fake and they pick up on that as well. But that's yeah, for because, another podcast. So that's the, the repair bit. That's the bit where we say, sorry, I said that I didn't, you know, that shouldn't have happened. And you have a little hug and that's okay. Well, I wouldn't say it shouldn't have happened because it did happen. Oh, okay. So I'd, I'd just be like, God, sorry. I just, I woke up and I wasn't thinking. Yeah. I remember you know, one of my children saying to me, made. uh, you are not speaking to me respectfully <laughs> and it was kind of that moment of going actually you're right I am not yes, yeah 100 I remember I once said to my daughter and this was hilarious I said you're acting so childish and she said but I'm a child and we rolled around on the floor laughing yeah <laughs> good point well made <laughs> you I mean, go back to being a child <laughs> yeah I mean isn't it great Do you know, know but that is a classic your mother falling out your mouth yeah. That is because don't forget your body and your brain remembers every experience you've had in your whole life. So your default mode will come on board and you will speak the way that you were responded to when you were a child. But one really important thing to say about this is don't grovel to your child. Don't over apologize. They don't care that much. Yeah, they, they get just, over it very quickly. But they just need you to actively be working towards doing something different. Yeah. Children get totally smothered by their parents' apologies and it's really suffocating and they find it really manipulative as well. Mm. Just to add that in. But again, all that, all that is for another podcast. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should do a how to apologize podcast. Yeah. Well, and play it to most of the adults I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. We could get like, you know, like the speakerphone yeah. things. And yeah. Like a little, um, drive round. You know, drive round the estates. I'll drink mojitos when we do that one, Steph. Not a problem. Excellent. You won't be driving then. Uh, <laughs> guys, thanks so much. We will so- see you, talk to you, hear you next week. Bye, guys. If you'd like to become a calmer parent and are looking for answers to help your child, then join my online parenting community, the Cam Parenting Club, and get the answers that you're looking for to be the parent and person that you'd like to be. Go to my website, bethanoreardon.com, and I'll see you inside soon.